Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today are two guests. We have Brett Bissey, Vice President and Chief Compliance Officer at Gateway Health, and James Rose, Managing Director, Sunhawk Consulting. The two of them will be speaking at the 2022 HCCA Compliance Institute on the subject, Establishing an Enterprise ERM GRC Strategy with Compliance in Mind. And that's going to be the topic for today's conversation. First, uh, Brett, James, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate the invitation. Oh, very glad to have you here and to be able to see you there in Phoenix uh, in March. So, Brett, why don't we start with you? First, where do most enterprise risk management exercises and compliance risk management exercises differ? Sure, Adam. I mean, from, from my perspective, it's really scope. It's, uh, it's a function of compliance, living in the traditionally in the seven elements of a compliance program to be effective, to be good, to be, you know, real, engaged, et cetera. Versus, um, you know, the risk approaches from enterprise risk, which I would say are more global from scope, whether it's your capital position, what's happening in the environment, you know, the future effects of COVID, uh, the current, you know, pandemic, we've been through all those impacts. I think, you know, from my lens, it's, it's really scope and then the different people involved in it, Adam, that really, um, you know, allows it to have a little bit of a different approach uh, traditionally in our organizations. When I, I jump in there and add, you know, just as Brett was saying, you know, that last part about the who's involved. And, you know, when we come in, come at it from a, a, a consulting perspective, the sponsor is key. Um, it is the sponsor of the exercise looking at risk holistically, thinking about, you know, a certain area of the company and compliance in, in this case, obviously, or it could be security or, or audit controls versus kind of that enterprise wide perspective. And, you know, that's been our experience. It, it really is the sponsor and the champion of the effort that kind of drives the focus and, and where the, the effort is. And, and degree, it's a short term goal around uh, getting around a compliance issue or a specific problem, or it's more long term on the overall enterprises, um, um, longer term financial and strategic objectives. And having that perspective is obviously quite helpful for knowing really what your ultimate goals are. Now, how ideally, James, should all these pieces fit together? Well, there's assumption there that they do fit together. And, and we would say, at least I would, that yes, that is the case. They fit together where, you know, in my perspective, where the rubber meets the road, where it's the operators that are managing the controls on the risk mitigation. Because from their standpoint, you know, a compliance risk mitigation may also be serving, you know, financial you know, stewardship or a strategic goal or other things. And so, you know, from our perspective, it, it's having that dialogue across the organization, which is key to having it all fit together, you know, how can we help the business operator achieve these multiple kind of goals, if you will, compliance risk, strategic risk, you know, ERM function view from the executive leadership team versus a compliance function view. Um, it's also important to think about the organization. You know, um, you know, Brett can speak about, you know, Gateway and, 
and and they're they're government focused um and so you've got a lot of regulatory risk there to deal with other organizations maybe not as much they're more commercial or more just less regulated and so enterprise risk management takes a, a bigger role and so it's that that deliberate dialogue about what your goals are and how you can help the folks that actually have to get the job done with mis risk mitigation um, is where it should fit together. And and I those are great points, Jane. Um, and then I would add also back to the the fit piece is I always think about you know governance and how the inputs of all these efforts come together collectively and making sure you have the you know the attention the attention of the governance structure and then also the ability to prioritize the things that might be coming out of a compliance risk activities versus GRC and I mean we have some you know pertinent examples today you know if you're in hospitals and you've got staffing and talent issues and making sure that those are in the, the GRC components um, you know versus other things that you might be dealing with specifically you know, from a compliance standpoint, which might be specific hot issues coming out of a disclosure line or something like that. So, um, you know, I think fit is one of those things that's really important to implement both of these functions to make sure it's getting to the top of the organization that there's no surprises on potential big issues. And everybody wants to avoid those surprises. Now, are there places where they conflict or otherwise might work across purposes, Brett? Yeah, that's that's a really good question, Adam, because I think any organization to be healthy in these types of domains, and I'll just speak from this from, you know, being in a government health plan now, um, be, having been in, in hospitals and compliance roles is, you know, there is some natural tension and there's some natural opportunities for competitiveness amongst um, prioritization and resources and and I would say that's not only from a you know a talent or a staffing level as far as getting the work done but then also systems to track and James can talk about that I mean he's you know he's a, a national expert on you know GRC systems and things and and and, and what works in in, um, in organizations versus what doesn't work but I mean I think that's a natural competition of how you know, you have who's got the staff, who's got the technology, and then who's got, you know, the voice at the um, at the governance level to be communicating these types of things. And whether it's, you know, board agendas and compliance risk assessments and compliance threats, or if you're talking about even something from a, you know, a, a GRC standpoint, you know, like competition. You know, you're in a hospital and, you know, the downsizings of hospitals etc or you've got other you know for-profits coming into a territory or whatever that's really a, a global perspective i would i would also say for an organization your capital position you know based upon the threats in the marketplace right now with with capital and investments and things like that with a fluctuating marketplace um so i, I there's a lot of places where the roads can intersect uh, the key is to have good management together that can kind of manage those intersections and, you know, kind of have a traffic light to control the input of information and making sure everybody's heading in the right direction. 
Well, and, and thanks, Brett, for that. I mean, your wealth of knowledge there around um, the experience that you had, I mean, right there, you know, capital allocation. I mean, that's where a lot of times you see conflict between, you know, thinking about enterprise risk and then compliance risk specifically. Um, I've been in organizations where, you know, there, there's there's never um, a, a lack of need for additional compliance, you know, bolstering, especially if you're in large organizations, have a lot of IT needs, and those IT needs drive compliance, oversight, and controls, and transactional review. And so there's there's always some competition there around that capital allocation, and you have to come up with ways to, to think through that. Um, the other thing that, that Brett pointed on was spot on, you know, earlier in his point was around, you know, how much of this stuff do you track in a GRC system? What does it look like? Um, and we worked with one client and, and literally as we did different interviews with the C-suite, you know, a couple of, of those leaders said, hey, we don't want to track everything. We just want to catch the key points. And then you go to the next interview and discussion. They're like, oh, no, we need to track every control and compliance check and et cetera. So you get these different perspectives and you have to kind of pull that together to understand what makes sense for the organization and, and their maturity and what they're trying to achieve both in the long term and the short term. And, and you know, the word I use is the optionality when you're building out whether it's a compliance risk management process or a GRC system or enterprise risk management, think of it from the ability to, to build on. Um, don't build something which is just so um, purpose-driven just for the current task. You know, Create enough optionality for folks to lean into it when they want to and, and are able to. Yeah, flexibility is key, and and I you know I think about what you just said about all these various stakeholders with their different views. I think it's it's kind of ironic that you know we're in a world where there's always finite amounts of capital, we have finite amount of staffing, but we do tend to have an infinite number of views on things, which leads to another question I have, which is putting together a robust risk assessment involves a lot of stakeholders with different perspectives. How do you facilitate their engagement in the process and keep them involved? Well, from my perspective, I'll lead off here. The, the key is understanding the stakeholders that you need to engage and what their context is. So just as I was um, demonstrating or talking about, you know, different interviews with you know, C-suite folks, you need to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. You need to understand their context from a strategic or operational perspective and be able to speak to it. If, if, and, and we guide this with when we're talking with and coaching compliance officers. You know, um, well, the first thing we we'll ask them, what's the enterprise strategy? And if they can't articulate that, that's a concern for us. Um, not because they can't do their compliance job effectively, but when you walk into the C-suite, you need to understand what they're thinking about from an enterprise strategy perspective, and then enter, you know, weave into that conversation the compliance risks to their strategy. And so. You know, bottom line to your question about you know how do you, you facilitate and involve stakeholders understanding their context and and then meet them where they are and then you get into methodology around surveys and facilitated sessions and other things but first understand their context yeah thank, thanks for that james i mean and and i would just kind of bolt on to all james james's excellent insights there that you know I'm always a big believer in selling the purpose. Um, you know, in this 
case where, you know, risk assessment and putting together robust risk assessment activities. But it's really one of those things that really the, um, you know, the, um, the capture of the interest to me is at the top of the organization to really have that flow down from the C-suite, from the board, from the audit committee, depending upon what type of organization you're involved in. And then really it's almost a mandate, right? As you get into these situations and, you know, I'm a big fan as, as James mentioned about those conversations, how they have, how they happen, obviously your enterprise risk leadership, your compliance leadership, depending upon whether they're different folks or they're one and the same, they've got to have an enterprise wide perspective to interact and understand the priorities in the organization. I mean, just, you know, it's obviously a um, a simple statement in in uh, January of 2022, but with the pandemic and hospitals, right, we have to understand that the risk profile has changed dramatically in this environment over the last two years. So um, it's important to have this at the table and make sure someone's got the gravitas uh, to understand all the different situations and to get this into the into the dialogue or the vernacular of the company. So that when surveys are going out, people understand when they're being asked where the risk is, that they know it's got to be done and there's got to be time put on it because there's all sorts of threats out there, especially when you look from a GRC perspective. You know, there's a lot of burnout of talent, executives, nursing staff, clinical staff, et cetera. There's all sorts of cyber threats. I mean, there's a litany of different issues out there that really make this an important matter. But to me, it's got to be driven from the top down. So finally, if it all works together, what synergies are provided when there's an aligned ERM and GRC process? Brett? Yeah, Adam, I think it's it's a function of really good planning gets aligned together and then really good outcomes and then really good observation of your internal environment and your external environment to allow you to plan for the future. Yeah, and Adam, okay. I think it's it's resiliency of the organization. I mean, the ability to to dampen down some of the, the issues because of this proactive effort um, allows you to be more resilient when things do crop up and they will. And it also allows you to have more time on strategic issues and building out versus chasing, you know, you know, control misses and other things. So it's a proactive effort, which pays for itself in the long term. Well, thank you both for sharing these insights with us today, and I look forward to having you join us March 28th through 31st in Phoenix for the 2022 Compliance Institute. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.